a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're talking about that recession that is possibly looming in our near future. Joining me today is Michael Stevens. He is the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors. And you've been on the show before, so welcome back, Michael. Hey, thank you for having me back. Last time was a lot of fun. So looking forward to today. (laughs) Yeah. Now, last time we also talked about inflation, like how people can mitigate some of the, the issues around inflation, rising costs of things. But when we have inflation, a lot of times that is a precursor to a recession coming because the whole point what the government tries to do to mitigate inflation is start raising interest rates and doing certain things that will bring down that inflation the problem is is when you bring down inflation a lot of times it triggers a recession yeah actually if you look at what happened back in the late 70s and then it, it triggered that recession of the early 80s is kind of a prime example of exactly what you're talking about there It really shouldn't come as a surprise that as soon as inflation started going up, it was going to be pretty quickly followed by by a recession. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Heather, the uh, federal last week, the Federal Reserve announced really the biggest interest rate increase in 28 years. So just like you're saying, there's a younger generation that might have never experienced that. There's people that have walked that are walking around that, you know, if they're younger than 28 years old, they're like, what? What are we talking about? (laughs) But yeah, it's actually one of the biggest interest rate increases in the past 28 years. And it rates, they rose rates by 75 basis points. And just like you were saying, that's in an attempt to control this rampant uh, inflation that we have. And Heather, uh, for the listeners of your show, I don't know if they're aware of this or not, but we just hit a new peak of 8.6% in May. Super high. Well, to put that into perspective, in 2021, the inflation rate for the entire year was 4.7%. And now we're at 8.6% for just the first six months, well, five months of 2022, which is almost double what it was Mm -hmm. the previous year. What is a typical inflation rate? Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked that. At Capital Wealth Advisors, we actually really focus inflation. It really impacts people's financial planning, um, you know, in a significant way if inflation goes out of control. The average inflation for the past 108 years was 3.24%. Now, there's periods of time like 1916, 1917, 1918, 1919, those war years. We had 12.6% inflation, 181 20.4, 14.5. 
they were pretty high inflation. But then there was times like 1921, where it was actually negative inflation. It was negative 10.8%. So for the listeners of the show, if you take this 108-year average, there's going to be some really high periods of inflation. Also back 1946 was high. Some of you might remember in the 70s, we had higher inflation. To mitigate that kind of triggered that recession in the early 80s. But 108-year average, about 3.24% inflation. And the past 10-year average, Heather, was 2.15%. So a lot of times financial planners will try to say, okay, well, what if inflation is 3 to 4%? That's why. We're actually using a historical of over 100 years. But just again, there are people living on the earth, walking around that they've never really experienced high inflation or even a recession. So this is all brand new for a lot of people. Right. And I kind of want to delve into what constitutes a recession, because I've heard a lot of different things that make up a recession, and I don't think all of them have to happen in order to have one. Because if you look during the pandemic, right when it first started, we had millions upon millions of people out of work, Yep. yet the stock market just continued to take off like crazy. They did yep. say we had a recession for about three months. Yeah. But so, millions of people were out of work for longer than three months and the, and the stock market kept going. Well, now we've got the stock market tanking. We have a lot of people have jobs now. In fact, they're having a hard time finding employees and yet we're heading toward a recession. So which is it? Yeah, we're one of those firms too, because we've actually been growing and growing quite a bit because what happened was when, when COVID hit, a lot of times uh, people nearing retirement, they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm just going to retire sooner than later. So, uh, or if someone was forced to retire just because of, uh, you know, companies shutting down and stuff like that. So our business actually boomed quite a bit during COVID, but it's been challenging for us to actually find and, and uh, bring on new great people on board. So the, the key to understanding what is an actual recession is the key definition of it is that a traditional uh, recession is when you have two straight quarters of gross domestic product, GDP. A lot of people hear that term a lot more. When you have two straight quarters of loss with GDP, that's when you've defined, okay, we're now in a recession. And, and so the thing is, Heather, is we're not technically, as of recording today, we're not technically in a recession, technically, but my personal opinion is we're already into, we're already into this recession. So yeah, mine too. I've actually for about a year have been mm -hmm. predicting that we will, would be in a recession within a year to 18 months. Yeah, you got it. Based a lot of it on the housing market, because that was going to have to start falling. But the way it's falling is because now they're raising interest rates for mortgages. So less people are buying. There's more stuff on the market. So your housing market is going to start going down, which is part of that recession. Yep. And that's, I, I fully agree with you there. I don't see it as a, a bad thing. Yeah. Our, our markets have been insane. They, we have never seen anything like the last 10 years in our economy than the last 108 years. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Like, look, since 2009's market correction, mm -hmm. uh, the only real big drop that we had since 2009 was March of 2020 
which was the fastest drop ever in U.S. history and thankfully followed by the fastest recovery ever. So that's for the listeners called a V-shape where it just, boom, drops and then it goes straight up. But since 2009, if you look at the stock market, the S&P 500, it has gone like exponentially upward where, you know, if you go all the way back to 1970, kind of have this kind of like gradual slope up and then 08 hits and it drops. Well, after 08, boom, it is like a steep mountain climb. So we, we've had, you know, unparalleled growth in the stock market since 2008's correction. And then we just went through a pandemic where we've never seen that ever. Anyone living here on the earth, we've never mm-hmm. seen that before. And then now we've had inflation so low for the last 28, 30 years. And now we're starting to see inflation go up. We're starting to see, you know, government spending get really, really excessive, in my opinion. So I think that we're going to have a tax problem coming. It's kind of like a perfect storm. And I think this is key point for anyone not to just, you know, become an ostrich and freak out and stick your head in the sand. But if you're making money sense, then what we want to do is we want to plan for it. So there's that saying, plan for the worst, hope for the best. And I feel like if you plan for something, you can get around a lot of these challenges. Okay, that's a good place to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how you plan for some of that. But I do want to go more into this recession and what people can expect. So we'll be right back with Michael Stevens. He is the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that if money affects your life in any way whatsoever, we're talking about it. Today, we're talking about this looming recession that is either ahead of us, depending on who you talk to, or we're already in it. And that's according to my guest, Michael Stevens. He is the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors. Well, aren't you the doomsayer? We're already in this recession, Michael. (laughs) You are the realist? I agree. I'm the, I'm a realist as well. But I wanted to really quickly, before we get into possibly the difference between recession and, and a depression, mm-hmm. is what are some things that people can do to help plan for recessions? Because they do happen and they happen. We haven't had one for 13 years now, but they, they happen usually at least once a decade. Yeah. I think that's the key for anyone to realize is that, you know, if you hear the word recession, nobody wants to go into a recession and definitely not a depression. Um, But the point is, is they do happen. And, you know, there is a fine balance between interest rates and inflation. And and these are things that need to get controlled and, and they will. But should we go into a depression or what can we do to protect ourselves? I'm going to give the the listeners here my opinion of, I think, some key things that you can take away and and begin to implement. So the very first thing I would say is, you know, we saw this during the pandemic, how important it is um, to boost our emergency savings and not not, you know, calling anyone out in particular. 
Um, but a lot of Americans, Heather, we see are living almost paycheck to paycheck and, mm -hmm. and they don't need to. Um, there's a big difference between needs versus wants. And I'm, I'm not saying that we have to take everything and throw it into savings or, or tie it up or something like that. Because again, life is all about making good choices and having a healthy balance. But, you know, when we went through the pandemic and people were like, uh oh, didn't see that coming. Ooh, I just got maybe forced to retire or, you know, uh, laid off or, or, or whatever the reason was. We always want to have some emergency savings. And I always recommend three to six months, anything over six months. I think that's being excessive. You could probably do some other things. Some other things here for if, you know, to plan for a recession is again, a rainy day fund. Life happens. We talk about saving for emergencies, but a rainy day fund might just be like, hey, what if you need new tires or something like that? And you just need the money right away or you got to, we're talking rainy days. So let's talk about a new roof or something like right. that. We, we want to have some money there. And, and the thing is too, that's a really good thing to prevent you from a recession, from having negative effects on you is invest in yourself. And what I mean by that is if your employer is offering uh, a 401k with a match, take it. It's free money. Take a little bit each month, take your paycheck, invest in yourself, pay yourself first and take advantage of the fact that your employer is offering um, extra money for you. And then, you know, it's not part of the how can we, you know, benefit our, our bottom line. But I would just say remain calm. Heather, you you hit the nail on the head. It's a part of life. We're going to go into recessions. They happen, you know, every decade or so. It's going to happen. We want to prepare for it, remain calm, plan for it. And that's how we weather the storm. So what is the difference between a recession and a depression? Because... In yep. 2008, what we went through, they wound up labeling it the Great Recession because it was one of the bigger recessions we'd had since the Great Depression of 1929. So mm -hmm. what makes a recession versus a depression? The traditional definition of a recession is when you have the two straight quarters of GDP loss, a depression continuing with a recession. A depression is a severe and prolonged downturn in any economic activity. And, and the way they define it using economics is that a depression is commonly defined as an extreme recession that lasts three or more years, or, or if it's something that leads to a dramatic uh, decline in GDP of at least 10%. So in order for something to go into that depression stage, we have to be in a recession first. And it has to be extreme and prolonged recession before it triggers that, that depression status. And I would also point out that the Great Depression in 1929, not only did the stock market tank, but millions of people were out of work. Yep. This time around, most people have a job. And sometimes they have two or three, especially right now, because they're trying to get extra money to make up for the inflation that we're going through. But right. yeah, the stock market is tanking and we're making a correction from our economic boom that we've had the last decade. But we have everybody employed for the most part. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, just going back to your comment about the stock market is let, let's put that into perspective. So we talked about earlier on the show that since 2009 market correction or 2008 market correction since 2009, 
the market has gone up dramatically. It's a steep, steep climb. Mm -hmm. So at the time of recording this, the S&P 500 is down around negative 20%, but it's down negative 20% of its all-time high. So what that means is that, okay, maybe the glass isn't 100% full right now. Maybe the glass is 84% full. It's still full. We've made money and it's yeah. doing really well. It's, it's, uh, it's hard when you're like looking at things from a micro level. Um, we want to look at it from a macro level and say, you know what? It's okay. It's not doom and gloom. And one other thing to point out for the listeners here is that we only have losses if we sell. So what was really bad about 2008 is when people didn't have a plan and they got really scared and they said, oh my gosh, I got to sell all my investments right now because I can't afford to lose more. When you sell the investments when the market's down, you're effectively locking your losses in and there's no chance of recovering those losses. So if you have a plan and you can say, all right, I'm going to do a little bit of this. When that happens, maybe you don't have to sell when the market goes down. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, I would point out that if you started investing in 2010, when the market started turning around, the market was sitting right about 11,000. The Dow was at 11,000. It reached its all-time high a few months ago, and it was at like 32,000 something. Crazy. So yeah, now it's at 28 or 29,000. So even, I'm not saying you should, but even if you sold right now, if you started at when the market was at 10,000 points and now it's mm -hmm. at 28,000, you still made a profit. You made a lot of money. Yeah, you don't want to necessarily sell. I actually am buying a lot more while it's and that, down. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's why you're hosting the podcast because you're <laughs> smart. That's You buy low, you sell high. You don't yeah. want to be emotional. And again, this goes back to good planning. So a lot of times people are like, all right, well, I'm realizing that interest rates are rising. And, and there's other effects to that. When interest rates rise, the price of bonds fall. You know, so a lot of retirees uh, that might be listening that may have money in bonds know that when interest rates continue to rise, the price of your bonds are going to continue to fall. Again, these are kind of things that we have to plan for. So we've got rising interest rates, we have inflation. And again, those interest rates rising are, are to try to mitigate the effects of, of inflation. But it's a fine line. Again, if you do too much, you could send the, uh, the economy into a recession. We got to take one more break. When we come back, we'll wrap everything up and go over anything else. We may need to talk about this recession that we're in or could be coming into, depending on who you talk to. We'll be right back with Michael Stevens. He is the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're talking about this pesky recession that we're in or heading toward. Joining me today is Michael Stevens. He is the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors. Michael, I do want to quickly allay people's fears if they are listening to politicians. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Here's the deal. My personal opinion is that politicians are all about lip service so they can stay in office. And uh, my personal opinion is that if you trust a politician to save you or dig you out of a nightmare, then it's probably not best. You want to actually educate yourself like you're doing listening to this awesome podcast and then just start learning about different things so that you can take control of your financial future 
and not have to just, you know, trust that that a politician's going to rescue you. Yeah, because the politicians are not about actually fixing anything. They're about <laughs> staying in power. Exactly and what it is. All they in- have to do, what they figured out, is just say something that resonates with people. Yes. But yes. they never do anything. They actually don't do it. They just say it. Our listeners here on today's show, please take control of your own financial future by doing exactly what you're doing right now. Educate yourself, making a plan. You can win. You don't have to trust someone else to win for you. Right now, for those people who are still living paycheck to paycheck, and it may be even worse right now because of inflation, I would recommend getting a second job or a side hustle. It can be taking surveys. You know, they have these things like mock juries, and sometimes you can get paid up to $100 to just pretend like you're on a jury. It's the lawyers that they hire people to, like, listen to their case to see how well it would play to to an actual jury. But it it pays a bit of money. You might have to just, you know, actually get the job. Go be a waitress. All the restaurants are in dire need (laughs) of help. They have not recovered from the pandemic. A lot of them aren't coming back. So it's, you know, tips are good. I used to be a server and man, I made a lot of good money. If that's what you need to do to get through until inflation comes down and, you know, grocery prices return to normal. Hey, that's, you you just got to do it. Yeah. May I also offer just a few more tidbits that came to my mind there? Yeah. I think it's really key to have a spending plan. I, I really don't like the word budget just as much as I don't like the word uh, diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's one of those things that people are like, oh, budget, diet, not, not a good thing. I like to say expense plan. And what you want to do is you want to know how much money you need to set aside to cover your bills or loan payments or those short-term and long-term saving goals while still having enough money left over to live comfortably. So The thing is, is a lot of times when I talk to people, a lot of people have gotten away from that whole tracking what they're spending. It's really easy to put things on credit card now. And you might go through your your expenses and realize, oh my gosh, I got this HBO package that I'm paying $28 a month for, and I'm not ever using it, you know, or using it once a month. Cut it, right? So have a spending plan, know what you're spending on, and then If you're worried about needing money to live and make it to the next paycheck, just be very mindful about what is going out. Also, you know, if you have different investments, I would also say diversify too. We kind of don't need to talk too much about that. But when you're a little kid and your mom said to you, hey, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mom was right. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And then the last thing that kind of came to my mind as you were saying those awesome things, Heather, is I would just say eliminate high interest debt. Now, so because we mentioned that it's really easy to spend in America and you know a lot of Americans have a lot of credit cards, some credit cards have a lot more interest than other credit cards. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is that you can pay off those high interest rate cards first. So if you got a couple cards and you got you know a big balance on one card, but that has a lower interest rate, and you have another card that has a lesser amount of money in that you owe on it, but it has a really high interest rate, then focus on paying off those high interest rate cards first and then moving on chipping off paying down the debt. Those are just a few extra things that came to mind. Well, hopefully people will understand a little bit more about what a true recession is 
That doesn't mean we're not in one, but technically, if you go by the definition of a recession, we haven't gotten there yet, but that doesn't mean we aren't all feeling it. But don't be scared about it. It just, it is. It's part of life. You cannot have the big highs like we've had for the last decade without having a low. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work that way. It's not going to stay high all the time. So just do your best to mitigate it when it does happen and be prepared. Like Michael has said, be prepared for when we have these dips. And we mentioned just lastly, if you don't mind me sharing, I love when people get educated. We've put out a fantastic landing page that anyone could go to, retireutah.com. And there is a whole bunch of different complimentary white papers on there that you can download. Uh, we won't sell your information or spam you or harass you at all. But there's a lot of good things on there like, will my money last as long as, as I do? And inflation in your retirement. So again, for the listeners, keep doing what you're doing. This Money Sense podcast is incredible. Also go out and get additional resources. And, and Heather, you hit the nail right on the head is that if we are in a recession or if we're headed to one, it's a part of life. It's natural. Remain calm. Do the best you can and, and you'll weather it just fine. Thank you so much, Michael Stevens. Again, you are the president and founder of Capital Wealth Advisors, and we're going to hopefully head to your website to get some education on how we can weather this storm. Thanks for having me, Heather. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media. Money Making Sense on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.